we're going to uh, we're looking at little the starts of uh, various epistles. So I don't know. Have you ever sent an email or a letter? Uh, uh, typically, an email, isn't it? An uh, email in haste. You think, oh no. You know, you have maybe had second thoughts uh, five minutes later or five seconds later. Thankfully, now on, on lots of email platforms, you can delete it even when you've sent. You can like recall it. But um, thank good God for the delete key. You know, it's never good to send an email in some sort of hot haste. It's always good to park it, consider it, leave it overnight. Um, now, how might we start an email or a letter to a church? where um, it's fairly chaotic to say the least. This is the Corinthian church. So we know from 1 Corinthians, Paul has written a letter. So this is a church where people are getting drunk in the bread and wine, in the communion services. Some people are rushing to eat all the food, so there's none left for anyone else. There's some people having illicit sexual relationships inappropriate in their families. There's some people, it's just, it's just chaos in the worship of prophecies and... How might we send a letter to them? <laughs> this, is what, this is what Paul uh, does for 1 Corinthians and 2. So this is the Corinthian city. So imagine a big city devoted to the goddess of love. Okay, there's a huge temple. And the way that you, you worship this goddess of love um, is with lots of um, illicit sex and temple prostitutes. So here's a church that people are coming out of that. Into this, they're a church of many nations, different uh, backgrounds. Uh, there's a church where uh, people, are, they're not Jewish background, they're Greek. So they love thinking and philosophy. Um, and Paul writes a letter to them. <laughs> he writes a letter. This is our, his second letter. This is how he starts. How might you write to them? He says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And Timothy, our brother. This is who we are. To the church of God in Corinth, together with his, all his holy people throughout Achaia, which is Greece. That's who they are. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so we also share our comfort, uh, our comfort abounds through Christ. Imagine writing to this church. The first thing that's going to come out of you is, Grace and peace. Grace, grace. Paul, are, are you sure? To the church and the saints. Friends, Paul starts with who he is and who they are. And when we're working with any of us, when we're working through our lives, we always start with who is he? He's the father of grace and peace. And he reminds them who they are. He doesn't list out all their failings. He reminds you, you're the church of God in Corinth. You are the holy ones, the saints. That's who you are. He establishes their identity in who God is. Like Paul, for us here, you know, we, we're a motley crew, aren't we? We all have different backgrounds. We have a checkered history. But we're marked out now, not by our history, but by who we are in him. 
That's, that's our commonality. That's the grace of God at work. Paul writes later in 2 Corinthians, the old's gone. So who are we to list as we look around and think, oh yeah, but that's who you were. That's how you used to be. You know, we define people by their past. No, the old is gone. The old is gone. So we see each other the way God sees us. You're my saints. You're my holy ones. Do you know that's who you are this morning? You are God's holy one. You are God's holy one. And throughout 2 Corinthians, Paul celebrates the holy ones and he celebrates, actually, it's God's work in us. I'm a clay jar. I'm the least of the apostles. I've I've got a weakness. I've got a thorn in the flesh. Over and over, he celebrates his shipwrecks and his beatings. He doesn't sound like a very successful guy in ministry, but actually he knows. I'm a saint in God. I'm called. Who God says is enough. Measure me by who God says. Now, Paul had a past, didn't we know? He was a God, he was a Christ hater, a Christ persecutor. God found him on the way. God came to him and changed him. Paul had received grace and mercy, hadn't he? <coughs> Excuse me. God had, God had poured out grace and mercy into Paul. And hasn't he poured out grace and mercy into our lives? So as we get to know each other again and we build with momentum, see the life of God flowing in the church, you're one of the grace and mercy ones. You're a person, yeah, yeah, we've received grace and mercy. We're the holy ones. That's who we are. And just as our worship, in our worship, we're reminded to come before him and know his compassion. We are the ones that have received. I've received compassion of God. That's our boast. Not in ourselves, but in him. His mercy's covered me. Isn't it wonderful to know that? That's how God sees us. He measures us, not according to our standard, but according to his. He declares us righteous and holiness, unholy. You know, friends, it's not our behavior that makes us holy. You or I doing things does not make us more holy. What he did makes us holy. Holiness is something God does. How, how on earth could we ever be so deluded that thinking Adrian or each of us in our flesh and humanity, if we did stuff, we could be holy. God's holiness wouldn't need to be very big, wouldn't be very big with it if I could like be holy. See, it's the work of God in us. So, so why do we try? Why do we think, okay, if I just do those things, I'll be a bit more holy. No, God says you are holy So therefore, live it. It starts with him. It's God's work. God says, you are holy. Receive my grace and peace. Therefore, live it. Okay. So, Lord, I'm a beneficiary. I live out out of it rather than for it. Some of us think, okay, I need to try and be. I need to try and help God. Seriously? We fall into a trap, don't we? Think, oh, I've not been very holy. It's a lie. It's a lie of the devil, actually. If we could just, you can be just a bit like God. Eat the apple, go on. Paul reminds them of their nature and our natures. Now we live as holy ones. Ah, okay. Isn't that great? He then says to them, grace and peace pretty much every letter Paul writes we're going to look a bit more at this uh, little phrase next week grace and peace to you grace is the blessing and the reward of God 
Is that what you're thinking about the Corinthian church? When you're listening and think, oh my goodness, what about him and them and that? Grace and peace. Grace and peace here. Paul knows, my understanding, my guess is, Paul knows he's received a bucket load. And that's what changed him. So he knows the answer. Corinthian church, grace and peace. That's what you need. That's, that's where we start, grace and peace. Open door church, online, in the building. It's grace and peace is where we start. Let's receive the grace and peace of God. The more we receive... <clears throat> the more <clears throat> excuse me the more we receive the more that we drink the more we can overflow our town our communities our workplaces our homes it's the grace of god in us and through us that satisfies their soul it's the grace of god but here's the thing here's the bit i'm really excited about i mean grace and peace is good and that will be more next week but here's the the church, Paul reminds them, yes, you're holy, yes, grace and peace, but he reminds them, you are a church in relationship with God as Father. Paul says to them, grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the source. He says also, he's the Father of compassion and mercies. On the, what's your image of God? <clears throat> what's your image of God is, is God a is, yes he's a father but he's got a bit of a list checking whether you've been naughty or nice okay is, uh, not measured up much is that how God is is he quick to he's quick to discipline if I step out of line is God like he holds me and he's always checking have I done what I've said so he's a bit like a school teacher he's always got him no, I'm the naughty ones at the back no, you're good at the back. Actually, God, is that is our position? Of, oh, actually, God, God's, uh, he's not that interested, actually. He just lets me get on with it. What's our image of God? Often we read back onto God as Father with the understanding of our own experience. That's why it's really important that we read what does the Word say, and that's our measure. Paul's telling us here, that he's not father with mercy. He's not telling us he's the father with compassion. He says he's the father of compassion. I can be a father with mercy, but I can also be a father, an earthly father with my kids, a father with impatience, a father with anger, a father with grumpiness. God is not a father with compassion. He's the father of compassion. And there's a world apart. He's a, the father, gracious and compassionate. It's who he is, not what he does. Because if he does it, if he did it, there could be a time when he doesn't do it. Okay, he does it, great. Oh, he doesn't do it, oh. If it's who he is, he can never be uncompassionate. If he's a God of mercy, of mercy, he can never be, he can't unmercy himself because that would be to change his personality. If he's with mercy, okay, you, today you have it, but today not. You've, I've used it all up. 
But if he's of mercy and of compassion, he is always. He is always. Maybe you think, oh, these are just words, Adrian. But let me dig in a little bit more. See, compassion is the name of God. Compassion is who he is. It's much deeper than care. He's a God who cares. It's, a, it's something from the heart. The word they're using is it's about his guts. God has compassion from his guts, from who he is. Out of his belly, out of his very being is compassion. His compassion is at the heart of his emotions. God has emotions and longings. Out of that is compassion. Now Moses caught a sight of this. So Moses comes to God and says, God, show me your glory. And that's a great question. We'd say, Lord, yes, show us your glory. Exodus 33. Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I'll cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I'll proclaim my name. The Lord in your presence. And he does. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. You ask Moses, I'll show you my glory. My glory is my goodness, my compassion and my mercy. Micah tells us in the Old Testament too, God delights to have mercy. God's heart is biased. He's biased to mercy. He cannot unmercy his heart. It naturally pours out of him. Jesus speaks of his father, doesn't he? Different glimpses Jesus speaks. He's the merciful father. He's the father that looks for the lost sheep. He's the father that has mercy towards the son, not a lecture as the son comes back from wandering. You know, Jesus is the exact image of God. Maybe you think, okay, Jesus, he's the kind and compassionate one. He did lots of kind things for widows and hurting people. But the father, he's like a little bit, I'm never quite sure where, where he is. Now, Jesus is the exact representation. Isn't the disciple said, show us the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Friends, as we read the Gospels, it, Jesus is the embodiment of the compassion of the Father. Isn't that wonderful? Let's listen to these verses. And it uses the same word, the compassion, from the guts of Jesus. Remember, everything he does is an exact revelation of the Father. Jesus is God made visible. So Matthew 9, 36. Jesus has compassion for our spiritual state. When he saw the crowds, Jesus had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He has compassion from his guts for their spiritual state. Then Jesus, when he landed and saw a large crowd, Matthew 20, he had compassion on them and healed the sick. From his guts, compassion flow. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately they received their sight and followed him. So compassion for their heart state, compassion for their bodies, for their physical state. Jesus called his disciples, Matthew 15, and said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been here three days and have had nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they may collapse. You feed them story of the, the 5,000. Jesus says, I've got gut compassion for these people. Jesus keeps talking about it. I say, I have compassion. I'm the God of compassion. 
So Father, the Son, what about the Holy Spirit? John 14, Jesus says, If you love me and keep my commands, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, or some translations, another comforter. It's the same comforter. It's the same. He will give you another compassionate one to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The Father, God of all compassion, he expresses compassion through the Son. Coming on the cross is an expression of compassion. His spirit is given to us to be with us forever, the spirit of compassion. He's the God of all compassion. Every time you or I receive compassion through someone, it's a, a, little, um, a little glimpse of the compassion of God. How wonderful. Doesn't it want to make you want to bathe in his compassion? Okay, Lord, I want, I want to see you for who you fully are, the fullness of who you are. He's the God of all compassion. Paul tells us he's the God of all comfort. And when God comforts, it's not, ah, uh, oh, there, there, Adrian, I'm really sorry about that. When God comforts, he gives us strength. The comfort word is he strengthens us. He strengthens us. God comforts us with his presence, not by crying over us, but by strengthening us. The Spirit comes on and strengthens us. And when does he strengthen us? In this passage, Corinthians, God strengthens us, pours his compassion when we're going through it. Oh, wouldn't we like God to reform us and make us strong in other times? God, why do you allow pressures in our lives? Because that's the very time he can reveal himself as the God of compassion. Sometimes we're trying to escape the pressure. God says, that's where, that's where I have a revelation of who I am, the compassionate one. Oh, friends, I say, okay, Lord, help me stand and help me know your grace in the pressure so that I catch that glimpse of your revelation of compassion. Our oh, friends, let's be those that not run from pressure, that humanity response, and get me out of here. Make it nice, Lord. Actually, no, God is with us in our pressures to make us more like him, to fill us with his compassion so that we can show compassion to others. We think... I think. I'd, I'd be stronger if I didn't have the pressures. Don't you, do, you, do you think that sometimes? Actually, I, I'd feel better. I'd be, I'd, I'd be stronger if I didn't have these pressures. God says, Adrian, you'll be strong in the pressures because I'll send you another to be with you, the comforter. And suddenly we say, okay, the pressures are not our enemy. The lies around us are the enemy. But actually, God, the Lord is gracious and compassionate He's with me in these pressures. So what if our pressures, our, our current pressures, current pressures at home, in work, in this COVID world, what if these pressures are also an invitation to know the compassion of God in us so that we can comfort, with other, we can comfort others with the compassion we've received? Oh God, fill up my heart with your compassion. Friends, we can choose lots of things, can't we? to comfort us God says he's the father of compassion our Lord come so Paul writes to the church let me finish of the grace and peace he writes to them you're the holy ones the holy ones of God you're the called out the church 
He says, actually, you're, you're the ones of compassion, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, God of all compassion. That's who we are. We get to receive the compassion of God to carry it. May God lead us as we begin to regather and God leads us forward. Friends, our hearts, I know your hearts, is that we carry the compassion of God for our town. Many of you do that already in, in the place you work. You are an expression of the compassion of God in, in the place uh, where you, you work. Some of us need to drink more of the compassion to enable us to have compassion um, for those around us. But may God give us many ministries of compassion. May God give us that guts and then we pray. Sometimes we talk about social action, don't we? Friends, social action isn't something for some enthusiasts over here. Or actually, social action is an expression of the compassion of God for the lost and hurting. It may come in different ways, different styles, different uh, ways it flows out of us as individuals in our streets, our neighbours. Compassion uh, that is touching people in various needs. But friends, we pray. We know that God is the God of all compassion. He calls us to express. So, let me finish and reread the passage from one Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Kettering, together with all his holy people throughout Northamptonshire, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. I want to pray for us that we receive the Lord, even as we sang, expressed with our hands, the Lord gracious and compassionate. That's who the Father, the Son and the Spirit is. I want to pray for, I feel like, a baptism of compassion on us. What would it be like to carry the compassion of God for our town I think there's some more in Adrian to grow maybe there is in you too Lord thank you that you are God of all compassion and comfort and mercy Lord it's who you are so firstly we can know fully be secure that you fully receive us in our pain or disappointment or all the things that clutter us up Lord we firstly come to you to receive from you why don't you ask him right now if there's an area that well, I, I need your compassion I look to you maybe for a family member it could be all sorts Father, would you come with your compassion?
Would you fill up my supply of compassion? Well, in the pressures. But now, Lord, we want to echo like Paul prayed, Lord, that we are comforted in our troubles so that we can comfort, Lord, so that we overflow with what we have received. Oh, God, help us to go deep with you. Help us to go deep with you in order that we are a rich reservoir of the comfort that Paul talks about. Oh, Father, come upon us now. Lord, I pray for Open Door Church. Lord, that we be a reservoir. Lord, you fill Eden Center. Lord, with um, a reservoir of compassion. Lord, the river that flows out from the front of our building, from the doors, the sides. Lord, a river of compassion that flows to our town, to Northamptonshire, to the nations. Oh God, fill us with your compassion. Lord, may we receive it. Lord, in order that it flows from us. Lord, you're the source. You're the God of all compassion. Lord, and if you're with us, Lord, won't, won't we bear much fruit? Because it's who you are among us. I pray, come. Come and release grace of compassion. Come and release the grace of compassion. In our whole city, our whole nation, Greece was changed through this Corinthian church. Other churches planted. What might God do among us with his compassion? Father. Father, I pray, come and anoint us. Come and anoint us. Come and anoint us. Just lift from any of us performance. Performance of compassion. God doesn't perform compassion. He is. So Lord, I pray for grace that we live compassionately. It's the work of the Spirit in us. Come Holy Spirit and release compassion in us and through us. Father, pray for your compassion right now for healing. Whether you're watching online or in the building, Lord, compassion for healing, your healing in our bodies, in our minds. Lord, I pray for mental health, Lord, that you will bring healing and wholeness. Father, you will bring a new perspective in thinking, Lord, depression, Lord, you will break it off of us, Lord, because of compassion. Lord, healing into our bodies. Oh God, just pray. Don't know why it just pops into my mind, but if and was it endometriosis? So I think that's just pains it uh, in the. Uh, female body in the fallopian tubes and actually you have significant pain I just want to say God bring healing in that whether you're wherever you are Lord I pray for healing say Lord would would tubes be clear Lord would hormone and cycles and I just hope bodies be no wholeness oh God thank you that you touch us Amen.